So if a once a month podcast for 15 minutes is going to be the way that you get started, start. Build that audience. Don't wait for six months because you feel like that's not good enough and that you'll have more time in six months. You might not. Hey, it's JP. Hi, it's Excel. And you're listening to Terry Shower on the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. I'm here with Virginia Elder of Podcast Abundance. We are live from the GroupCon Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, where uh, Virginia is running the podcast with you. How's it been for you so far? <laughs> it's been quite a fun experience. Um, I haven't actually run a podcast booth by myself before at a conference. I've always had other editors with me and not necessarily representing him by any business before. So this is quite an experience. There's logistics involved with a lot of interesting conversations that I could quite expect. So it's been fun. Cool. I'm glad. So what I want to talk about today is how people, um, you know, who are maybe a bit further along in their real estate journey can use podcasting as something to help their business grow. And so, you know, my understanding is that you have basically a podcast agency. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about what your role is and tell us how people use podcasts as a a springboard or, you know, a marketing tool or or something that fits into what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, Any small business needs marketing. Right. Whether it's real estate, whether it's uh, social media support, whatever small business. Um, and that's part of why I started this, because I did have a financial coaching practice before. And that was a big struggle was how do I spend the time being face to face with clients, making sales, coaching, doing all the things, and then also be creating the content. Um, and the content piece is just important no matter what you're trying to produce blog posts, whether you choose podcasting, video, whatever you choose to do, people want to understand what it is you're doing. And they want to get to know, like, and trust you before they actually sign up to do business with you. So video and audio are the best ways to create that trust. But potential friends, curious people, you you just never know when they might develop into doing business, whether it's just a network connection or whatever it is, it could be mutually beneficial. So what happens when I come into your podcast? I met you at a conference and I'm like, okay, uh, I want to get into podcasting. I'm thinking maybe about starting my own show, but it seems super overwhelming. Um, what kind of services are out there and what, what do you recommend people start? I think Podcasting is probably the easiest. You don't necessarily have to be on video if video makes you a little bit nervous. And it's just your voice, right? So you can be in your home office, your kids can be at school or like whatever is going on. You can find a quiet space and just record a quick 15 minutes if that's all you can do. It's very flexible. I always tell people it's your show. You can do whatever you want. So you can have a guest on, you can interview, you can do a solo episode. Um, When people typically come to me, they're feeling that stress of, I know I've got to be doing something, but I'm so busy. I can't handle any more on my plate and I need help with this. And part of our initial meeting includes getting to know each other, getting to know the business, your vision, 
um, why you're trying to produce content, who you're trying to reach, and what the um, sell would be in a way. Like, what's your what's your offering? How are you helping people? And then we start to talk about and structure the podcast around your goals. So that's the important piece is having that kind of custom touch as far as creating a show that's actually going to help your business. Mm -hmm. So would you have some, you know, advice for people? I think, uh, you know, not everybody has the, you know, the budget necessarily to go out and and hire a podcast coach or or (laughs) get an agency. I think one of the kind of nice things about podcasting or about even like YouTube videos is that the uh, overhead of starting, if you do it like really in a bootstraps way, it's like the overhead can be very low. Um, but that creative burden is still kind of always there in terms of, you know, defining your show and understanding what you're doing. So I don't know, would you have like one or two tips for people just in terms of how they, they, they think about what they're creating? Yeah, I think the number one thing that listeners would want to hear. So your first few episodes should include a lot about who you are and why you're doing this, why this business is important to you, why this content is important for you to create, to share. Um, And then a bit about your offers, right? Like not necessarily a a sales pitch. They don't want to hear that, but they want to understand the solution that you're providing and why you're doing this. And that's part of just, just that developing the know, like, and trust factor. They want to understand, okay, you're selling this and I understand but why? So part of my background was, um, had nothing to do with audio or broadcasting or any, you know, there's people that have been in radio and then now they're on podcasting. I didn't quite have that journey. I have an accounting background, got really into personal finance, launched my own show, went to a different conference, FinCon, and then launched my own podcast. And people, um, came to me saying, you need to launch my show. And that developed into a business and I became very passionate because I had had the personal finance business where the struggle was creating the content and staying consistent. So I saw this perfect opportunity where I could help people do that and solve that problem. Enjoying the episode so far? Have you really been listening to the episode or has your monkey mind been taking you off in one direction or another? Our mental habits can be our biggest assets or our biggest liabilities as we pursue certain goals. For me, the biggest performance gains have always come from training my mind. In my book, Mindful Landlord, I talk about how you can train your mind and how you can apply some of these strategies to your journey in the real estate field. The book is available on Amazon and also on its website, mindfullandlord.com. Now I'll stop evangelizing for the power of mental training and let you get back to the show. And so if we have, you know, move this into the real, real estate space, so I know you're, you're not, don't have a background as a real estate person, but right. I, you know, I suspect that over the last two days we've talked in the real estate people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think one of the like lowest barriers or how could I say the least overhead uh, of if you want to get into podcasting mm-hmm. is to guest right. Yes. I don't know how much you know about this. I, I knew a little bit about it, about it, but I'll, I'll ask you anyways. Um, what advice would you have for people who want to start guesting? Because before you go onto this like adventure that is launching your own show, which requires consistency and a certain amount of budget and, you know, all kinds of things, it can be a lower pressure way to just set yourself a goal of like guesting on someone else's show for ever once a week. Right. And then if you miss a week, it's not a big deal because it's not your show and you don't have like a major commitment. 
someone, do you think that's, first of all, a good way for people to start? And, and what would you, you know, recommend? Yeah, I think it's an excellent way to start. If you look at it from the perspective of maybe you don't have an audience yet, but you're developing one. But these other people who already have a podcast, they have an audience. So you are literally borrowing their audience and getting to share something about your past, your passion, your offers. You know, you're going to be on people's shows that you have some level of connection with, that you have something in common. And that's going to be that perfect opportunity to borrow their audience and build yours you know, with the synchronicities involved. So yes, that's a great strategy. One of the podcast guesting platforms, very affordable that I always recommend is called Podmatch. And it's kind of like, it's like a dating app for podcasters. So you literally fill out a guest profile. And if, if that's all you want to do, or if you're a host, you would have a host profile as well. And you get matched with like all you know all of your background like who do you mesh with and it's going to show you matches and so that's a great way to um, have the algorithm kind of work for you and then get out there it's pod tinder i love it yeah exactly exactly <laughs> it really is um and and i do know the creator of the um pod match he's created several similar not similar platforms but platforms that help podcasters in various ways so check it out i'm, de I'm definitely going to check it out after <laughs> after we got off the show um and if i can just kind of like bookend that a little mm -hmm. with a little bit of advice for um you know people who are in the real estate space um you know our businesses especially when we're starting um it's not a traditional like service industry business where you know you're selling financial services or you're you know a mortgage broker trying to get more clients like very often it's that you're trying to either find partners or a kind of or deals or make a name for yourself within a certain market. Um, and so just to, you know, get people in that space, seeing you on a regular basis, seeing you on a regular basis and knowing that you have your particular angle, whatever it is. Um, so, you know, I, I work in mostly like property management and low income housing. So if I choose to guess on a show and I'm looking for people who might want to partner with me or who might want to bring me deals, just being there and seeing like Terry's face is there on someone else's show and knowing this is what Terry does. This is what she looks like. Um, when I do go out to those networking events, they're already a little bit familiar with who I am. And it's uh, or, or people and you know, it's social media. People can reach out to you. And usually the uh, person who's running the show will have show notes where you can drop your social media profiles or your links, um, which can be really constructive. So I think as a let's say the first step that you could take on your podcasting journey maybe guesting on, on other people's shows is um is is a good way and then let's say you want to take the next step and you're like okay um i think i want to be known as an industry leader i want to be known as an expert in my space um what's the lowest how how can you lower the bar to start a show like would you recommend having a monthly show to just you know take the coast the cost down and and maybe some of the obligations down like what do you tell people when they say, I want to start, but I'm a bit afraid of, you know, the, the time and the money commitment. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. Um, it's all about creating something that's sustainable. Yes. Consistency is thrown around all over social media all the time. And I get it and I understand why, but I kind of hate that word <laughs> because it's more important to have something that's sustainable, that's going to work with your life. We were talking about we we both have kids 
So our businesses have to work into that schedule. So if a once a month podcast for 15 minutes is going to be the way that you get started, start. Build that audience. Don't wait for six months because you feel like that's not good enough and that you'll have more time than six months. You might not. And so and we were talking about this a little bit yesterday too, is when you plan on creating your podcast, start small, start simple. If getting behind a mic in your office alone where no one's looking at you and making you nervous is and that's going to work for you, start with that. Start with those solo episodes where you're teaching and talking about what you know and what you're comfortable with. Whereas maybe if having someone to have a conversation with makes you more comfortable, start there. Do what works for you and do what you can do now. Your show can always change. You can always rebrand. You can always go from monthly to bi-monthly to you know, weekly, like you can change, you can do whatever you want. So don't feel like, oh, I can't start now because I can't do a weekly show or I don't have an hour to record every single week. People don't want to listen to an hour anymore. The trend is that they're getting shorter and shorter. So just start, start with what you can. And mics, you don't have to have a ton of fancy equipment either. There are wonderful microphones for like $60 on Amazon that you can totally get. And, um, you know, just lowering the bar there, like it doesn't have to be that complicated. I love it. <laughs> Lower the bar, just keep lowering the yes. bar. <laughs> yes. Make it easy, right? Because then it's like the table that we're actually recording at has all this complicated equipment on it and it looks very intimidating. And if I would have walked by like four years ago, I'd have been like, nope, nope, nope. But I did see a way to get started simply and that's what I teach. Because that's important. So do you then offer, uh, you know, some sort of coaching or, or do you take over people's entire show from the beginning? Both. Um, I've got people that started on their own that now are looking at improving their sound, getting, um, you know, some coaching, like you said. And we can take over the show at that point. I do love doing launches because I feel like we can help everything gets started on the right foot and reduce those barriers from the very beginning. So both, both and. Great. Um, Virginia, thank you for taking this time to talk to me. I knew, uh, you know, we chatted a little bit earlier at the conference and I, you know, I knew this was going to be a, a great uh, little bit of an information dump. Um, is there anything else that you want to kind of tell people in the real estate space who are considering that they want to leverage podcasting um, as a potential next step in their investing business. Any last words of advice? <laughs> well, even just here at the conference, I've had a mix of, you know, you've got the very experienced investors, people that already have shows that are very comfortable creating content, right? And then you've got newer folks that are purchasing their first property that have never even thought about creating their own podcast. And I would say that if this is interesting and you think it's a great way to get your voice out there, get your message out there and reach people, or maybe even just quit repeating yourself over and over and over to all the people who ask the same question about your investments, this is to do it. And you don't have to be this like wealthy real estate guru to start a podcast. So anybody can do it. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you for sharing this time with me. 
Um, thank you for being part of the Stronger Together vibe that is RubeCon. I've really been enjoying this conference. Um, I'm definitely going to come back next year. Same. Same. Absolutely. Thank you, Terry. And uh, so for everybody who's listening, if you enjoyed the show, please go ahead, like, subscribe. If you think you have a friend who might benefit from some of this content, go ahead and share it with them. And uh, see you next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, remember to give us a rating, leave a comment, subscribe, and share. You can find Terry at terryshower.com. Her book, Mindful Landlord, is available on Amazon. You can also follow her on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. JP is the president of the Real Estate Investors Club. You can learn more about the club's networking and educational activities on Facebook by searching for Real Estate Investors Club. Look to the show notes to find information on our guests and links to material mentioned in the episode.